can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. everybody and welcome to testing thursdays with wayne uh, i have to kind of apologize way in advance because apparently i thought i was a week ahead on my my recordings for the podcast but i was just informed by the ever popular and wonderful andrea that no wayne was a bad boy and forgot so um what we're going to talk about tonight uh if you can tell by the heading is something uh, a little bit different but still handy um, Habla Español, Señor, is, is the title of this one. And if you could tell by the way I pronounce things, I kind of know some Spanish. Um, let me give you a little bit of background here and why, why I'm talking about this. Uh, not in Spanish, in English right now. Uh, but back in high school, back in the disco era, we won't go back any further than that because I'm coming up to my 50th reunion next year. Hmm, good math. Um, I took four years of Spanish. And then when I went to college the first time, uh, I was a foreign language major um, concentrating in Spanish. So I had about eight years of Spanish underneath my belt when I said, what the hell am I doing? And so um, I've re- I kind of stopped. Uh, and then when I started working for uh, Taylor uh, back in the 90s, when they found out that I could speak Spanish, it was apparently a godsend to them because, well, not only because I started working there, <laughs> modest me, but um, the only other person at, at Taylor at that time was our quality control chem- chemist, Gonzalo Sanchez, who has since passed, may rest in peace. Uh, Gonzalo was from San Salvador, or El Salvador, excuse me. And um, when I told him that in, I was a Spanish major in college and I started speaking to him in, in Spanish, his eyes lit up and it's like, oh, and basically he, he said in Spanish, but I'll translate that um, all of the customer service staff was going to him all the time to translate um, uh, faxes that we would get in and uh, on thermal paper. Remember that? Or calls that came in from from countries that spoke Spanish and none of the customer service reps did that point he said god thank goodness you're there because now they could bother you <laughs> so fast forwarding 30 some odd years yeah every every email every fax every 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 thing that was in spanish or needed translation they came to me so what does that mean for for you all since we're talking about testing well um, most good reliable test kit manufacturers will supply instructions for most, if not all, of their test kits in several languages other than English. Obviously, Spanish is going to be very popular, uh, French, German. Uh, in some cases, there's some other languages. But for the most part, um, 
the Spanish, French, and German seem to be the most popular. I know that that Taylor's line has some um, um, international uh, language. I know Lamont does also. I I know a couple other ones do to a degree. But um, having these um, uh, instructions in Spanish, which I wrote, um, will will, will help with uh, all of the technicians that are out there whose English is not their primary language. Uh, and will make the transition easier for them, especially when they're learning how to test pools. Um, now, if you have a newbie newbie um, and doesn't know anything about the industry, then the booklets that come in the test kit also need to be translated. And yes, the booklet that comes in the Taylor kit, um, I translated into Spanish uh, with the help of three other people back back in the day. Um, and it's been translated into two other languages. And I have seen uh, booklets within the industry in several other languages too, but Spanish being, being the most prevalent. And I think that's, that's important. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to berate anybody or, or any company that doesn't feel that having these available to customers is appropriate. No, quite the opposite. You need to expand your, your, your uh, information. You need to expand your, ability to communicate with your customers. And if having something in a different language is is the way to do it, do it, okay? Um, uh, learn how to speak a different language. Um, I, I have a, a good friend uh, that I teach the CPO instructors class with, um, Abi Abizer, who lives in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and he jokingly refers to, to Spanish as Spanglish. Uh, a little bit of English, a little bit of Spanish, you know, that kind of, kind of mixed in together. Um, there's a French version of it too, but I forgot exactly what it's called. But, you know, in this case, you're still making the attempt to communicate. Um, so, you know, even learning a, another language at an older age <clears throat> um, is is valuable. I have several friends, uh, teachers, as a matter of fact, who teach in a couple of the counties in the southern part of Maryland that are taking online um, courses uh, in Spanish or in French or in some other language. Uh, my son, when he went to college, um, they had to have a two-year foreign language uh, requirement. Uh, yeah, two-year foreign language, four semesters. And although he had taken Spanish in high school, as did my daughter, uh, and of course I, I helped him as much as I could, um, he didn't want to do Spanish. He didn't want to do French. He didn't want to do the easy languages. He had his choice between Russian and, of all things, Chinese. And I thought, Chinese, that's kind of intense. Um, don't you sure you don't want to do Russian? No, no, no. I want to do Chinese. Okay. Well, if you don't know already, uh, Chinese, is, there's not just one language called Chinese. Um, it is it is a um, uh, a whole listing of different dialects and, and uh, regionalities that, that make, you know, one city say something in one word and another city call it something else. I'll give you a few examples in a little while, but um, in the, in the four semesters, he took Chinese at his college. And if anybody wants to know, he went to William and Jefferson outside of Pittsburgh. Um, All he could do (laughs) is, do the days of the week, colors, uh, count from one to a hundred, 
know how to write his name um, and, and a couple other like really, really kindergarten-y kind of things. But apparently, that's how you learn Chinese. You start really, really low and work your way up. It can take a long time. Um, now, some of the other languages are easy. Um, if you know Spanish, um, then then you've got a pretty good handle on some other things. But my wife and I went to uh, on our on our on our thirtieth wedding anniversary. That's what it was thirtieth. Um, we took a cruise around the Mediterranean. Great, wonderful cruise. Recommended highly. Holland America, if you're listening in, did good. Um, visited a lot of ports, eight or nine different countries. And obviously I was very comfortable in Spain where we started out in Barcelona. Um, and then when we got to France, I was really amazed at how easy it was to read French. Um, uh, surprisingly so, because they're all what's called romance languages. Um, now I can't speak French because it comes out with a Spanish accent. It's hysterical. Um, but I can read French. Uh, German, nobody can seem to read German too well. I only know a few words in German. Uh, Italian was very easy to, to read, but speaking it, again, is a little bit difficult. Um, and even within Spanish, um, notice how I said that in the Baltimore accent, Spanish. Um, it, it, uh, the way I speak it, it comes out sounding weird. L let me explain. The, the Spanish I was taught... Um, was called Castilian Spanish from Castile from from Spain. So Spain Spanish, um, pure Spanish, I guess you, some people call it. Uh, when I was translating our little booklet um, at Taylor, um, the three other people we had Gonzalo, our quality control chemist, who was from uh, El Salvador. There was another young lady from Colombia. There was another person from San Juan, um, and. When I did the original translation uh, and I sent it out for review, boy, were the mark were the edits all over the place for words and spellings and whatnot. I remember having, um, well, what, what would have been then the equivalent of a Zoom meeting, but it was a, a, a call um, and discussions on words for like foam, foam, F O A M. You know what happens if you have foam in your spa? Okay, what's the word for foam? Right. Well, apparently there are different words for foam, depending upon what country you come from. And we finally settled on the word espuma, E-S-P-U-M-A, uh, for foam. And then we had a discussion on what's the word for spa. That lasted three days. Guess what the word is? Spa. <clears throat> you know, there's your Spanglish for you. Um, so when when we finally agreed, <laughs> most of it, um, on 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 what was written, um, unless you really were trained in in a certain kind of Spanish, it might be difficult to read. So, somebody who is coming from, say, uh, one of the South American countries or Central America or even Mexico, for example, they're going to read the booklet and, and be a little bit confused as to some of the words, which is understandable. I mean, different dialects, different regions. I mean. Hey, look at the United States of America. If I'm from the deep south, I kind of talk like this. You know, Boston, you know, park the car in the bar kind of thing. And and Maryland, you know, I've got, you heard it earlier, Spanish. Um, it, 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 everybody's got different dialects and different ways of calling things, certain things. 
But tying this all together and talking about, you know, why is this important within our industry, the pool and spa industry? Well, we have such an influx of of good, skilled workers who, particularly in the construction end of things, in the building end of things, who, who you know, uh, will, will speak their native language when they're around their friends, which is completely understandable. Um, and getting their job done makes it easy, and, and speaking their own language makes the, the, the job easier to do and, and more efficient, I guess. Um, but learning how to understand and, and um, react and, and communicate um, in another language, uh, even if you're just reading it, is important. Um, uh, I, I, another story that I might have told you all beforehand, um, I've been doing these things for about a year and a half now, so I kind of um, everything's fuzzy as far as memory is concerned. But um, I remember my wife and I going to an all-inclusive resort in Costa Rica one year. Um, we'd like to do that every now and then. And we were sitting by the pool and we were having lunch. And uh, yeah, food by the pool. I know. Slap my hand. Uh, and then I saw these two, these two guys um, with, believe it or not, a tailor kit um, in English. Okay. And it was one of our bigger kits. And, and, and they were out there testing the water. And apparently they come out every two hours and test the water at this particular resort. It was a Ryu. I forgot which one it was. Anyhow, I thought, okay, why don't we see what we can do? So I walked up to the two gentlemen and in Spanish, I introduced myself and I told them where I was from. I even happened to have a business card on, on with me. And uh, you'd never travel without your business cards. Um, And um, talked to them in Spanish and, and, found out that they they were uh, two of three full-time service technicians at the pool um, and that they do take they took great care of this pool this was a big old um, saltwater generator pool it was, it was beautiful very very well maintained and um, I asked them I said why didn't you get a kit in Spanish because we had them available and the one guy said well we know you had and, and I'm translating now um, we know that uh, you had them in Spanish, but our boss wants us to learn English also because obviously a lot of the customers and the visitors there um, are English, whether they're from the UK or from the US or whatever. Um, so they're, they're trying to um, um, help us to become a little bilingual. And, and and the other guy said, yeah, and this was a good start. And I said, well, are you finding the booklet easy or difficult to read? And, he said, and they both said the booklet was too was too technical. It was too difficult. And I said, well, what if I got to use some Spanish copies? And their eyes lit up and it's like, can you do that? Can you really do? We have to, no, you don't have to pay me. I'm more than happy to send them down. And I did. I sent them down about five copies of the book um, to the resort, got a very nice thank you back from, from them. And I later heard from the one guy who actually left the Ryu and went to another resort. And he said it was a big benefit for him to be able to tell the new people, his new bosses, that, you know, he had the booklet in Spanish. Uh, he was learning English. Uh, he was able to communicate, that that kind of thing. And he got the job right away. In fact, he got the uh, uh, the, the boss's job. <laughs> Yay, way, way to go. So, you know, the, the, the rambling that I'm talking about, um, it, it, about languages and things like that, 
Um, you know, we have our own language here in the pool and spa industry too sometimes. And uh, outsiders have no idea sometimes what we're talking about ORP or, or we start throwing acronyms out all over the place or, or whatnot. Um, so I guess it's just, just be mindful of when you're discussing with a customer, uh, you know, um, uh, something that, that needs to be fixed or repaired or whatnot. It's not one of those, well, the thing, the thingamajig goes in the what's it's that's connected to the who's it's, you know, that, that doesn't help. That, even in English, it doesn't help. But explaining to them in such a way that they understand what's going on. Uh, and the understanding portion of it can be, obviously, in English or in Spanish or French or German or Russian or whatever, you know, um, uh, it, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, being able to communicate is the key here. And and as far as I'm concerned, part of what I do here with Talking Pools and the rest of the gang at Talking Pools, we, we try to create a, a an atmosphere of not only cooperation and 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 um, and understanding within the industry, but being able to effectively communicate information to everyone is is the is number one. I mean that that's the only way to describe it. Um, whether again, whether it's in a different language or not, doesn't, doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter at all. But you know, as long as you're able to do it and get across that information as best as we can. So what you're hearing in the background is my phone going off, my house phone. So don't worry about that. Not going to answer it because it's probably a spam call at whatever time of night this is. So um, I think that's all about I have. Um, uh, At Talking Pools, we greatly encourage you to communicate with us in any language you want to. Okay. So if you have a question whether it's a technical question or just, you know, something about the industry or, or whatnot, please, please feel free to give us a, uh, send us an email. Don't give us a call. We don't have a thump. Uh, but go ahead and send us an email to talkingpools at gmail.com. That's talkingpools at gmail.com. And, and, and if your uh, email is selected and uh, we broadcast it on the, um, on the on the air, so to speak, uh, you will receive from us a very nice prize, um, so that um, um, you'll be recognized and be thankful. And what you get is the wonderful what the flock hat. Um, but again, talkingpools at gmail.com is our email address. We're also on Facebook and a couple of the other social media platforms. You can find us by just searching for Talking Pools, and we'll be more than happy to to communicate with you. In English, in Espanol, in Francais, uh, you know, whatever language you happen to have in behind your brain. So, everybody have a great night, have a great week, and I'll be talking at you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.
just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 